Archdy1079 Life. James here with you. Um, back here at Cabra Dominican College. Absolutely wonderful place. And I'm joined today by Katie. How are you going? Good thing. Second time on the show. It's great to have you back on. Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> That's fantastic. And Julia as well. How are you going, Julia? I'm good. Fantastic. Now, Sasha is here too. She's going to be joining us in just a moment. Now, guys, we've got lots to talk about today. We've got lots of great music, but uh, we've been talking a little bit off air about the things that you guys are really into and you're really passionate about. One thing that you're really into, Katie, is uh, K-pop. Yes, I am. K-pop is Korean pop music. Not to be confused with J-pop, which is... Japanese, Japanese pop music and this is a, a big thing isn't it yeah no it's getting really big especially it's already very big in Asia and it's starting to get much bigger in countries like America and Australia and the UK and all across Europe fantastic look forward to talking all about that as well and you've got Sasha into this as well she's going to be joining us in just a moment so you're you're spreading the word spreading the craze yeah, spreading the k-wave <laughs> <laughs> that's cool now um one thing that we're also going to be talking about too is um uh eco-friendly stuff eco-friendly products and eco-friendly hairdressing too which is a thing this really is a thing but before we go any further julia we've got to talk a little bit about this idea we were talking about movies off air yeah and it seems that between the three of you guys all of your favorite movies are movies that i remember from when i was young like these are older films what was your favorite movie greece and what is it about greece that really jumps out at you i just love the music and just the whole way like back in the 60s and the 50s the way life was just everyone's like seems happy and yeah because it's not like there's um any shortage of musical films now like there's Mm -mm. probably more musical films being made now more than ever what makes them in addition to the whole difference between kind of like the 50s and 60s culture what makes them not as kind of classic as as a film like Grease to you I grew up watching Grease from a young age so I've had it in my life for a very long time and centred around listening to old music. It sort of fits with that genre. It's a childhood throwback yes. as well. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, Katie, your film is also, favourite film is also an older film too. What's what's your favourite? Uh, my favourite film is Jurassic Park. Okay. And the first one, right? The first one. This is a good thing. I do like all of them. The reboot, I'm a bit iffy. It's good. It's just not as good as the older ones. I think because the older ones came from the first two books and they were really good and I feel like the quality of the story was much better and there was more purpose to the films whereas the more recent one was kind of more just because they could not because they should just because they could make another Jurassic Park film yeah now Sasha joins us how are you going Sasha hello I'm good thanks good great to have you here today on ArchD now we were just having a little bit of a chat beforehand about this whole idea of doing things in an eco-friendly way of course we're here at a Catholic school so ecological conversion is a big part of the of the Catholic mission here regardless but you've taken it to a whole new stage can you tell us a little bit about your I guess career ambitions and the particular direction that you want to go in with it yeah um so at the moment I am training to be a hairdresser I'm doing my cert too and um through that we do like a section on eco-friendly living in the salon and stuff and that just really intrigued me and I wanted to kind of further develop it so I did my research project on it and I hope to 
to one day own a completely sustainable salon. Is that something that people do? Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. There's um, quite a few in Australia. There's one in particular in Adelaide, um, Kinky Curly Straight in Norwood. Okay. They, yeah, are completely sustainable. They have lots of different tools and stuff to help that. Okay. Does it look any different? Is it a different kind of hairdressing experience no, than, no. than usual? Um, not at all. It's all pretty much the same. They just use different kind of tools. There's different taps that they use to help save water without kind of decreasing the client service mm. um, and the quality of that. How much of actually going to a hairdresser is the actual experience of, of what it's like to be, would you call it pampering? Is that something? Yeah, yeah, you could. Um, it depends what you're going in for, I, I suppose. Like, Because if you're just going in for like a trim or something, it's yeah. just kind of like something you have to do. But if you're going to like the full like colour and everything, it yeah. could be quite pampering. Now, in terms of the whole environmental sort of like impact of um, hairdressing, cosmetics and things like that, Julia, you were recently over in the US and you discovered yep. a- another way of people could be more sustainable and more ecologically friendly in terms of this. Yeah. So when I went over to the US, they have a massive makeup shop called Sephora, which all the brands they hold are cruelty free. Okay. Looking at that and doing some more research on it, I, I'm deciding to make the transition into using cruelty free so I bought a lot of products from that store which I have with me and looking in Australia is a bit more difficult because a lot of the higher more popular brands are not so like are not cruelty free I looked into this recently because someone um, I know wanted to have uh, like a Christmas gift um, of wanting to get some like cruelty free skincare stuff really not just makeup but skincare stuff and I found it really hard to find a lot of this stuff because in doing the research on it a lot of them that if they are um, going into the Chinese market they yeah. don't have to say that or something yeah. like that they can say that oh no it's not actually cruelty free is that yeah. right yeah so going into the Chinese market it has it's usually part of that so it's not considered cruelty free do you think we're, we're moving towards a future guys where this will become the norm where ones that actually are tested on animals and are environmentally hazardous are going to be the things that become less popular or isn't there really a movement towards that that you can see i think so well at least i hope so it'd be nice if it wasn't um tested on animals and all of that yeah i definitely hope so um i think with Um, our generation we're kind of a lot more conscious of that and I'm hoping that yeah going into the future that'll be something that we can focus on I do hope so too I mean if if, if we're really not moving towards that kind of enlightened future if we know that we don't need to test on animals and if we know that there's a way to actually produce this stuff without Mm -hmm. actually being harmful to the environment why aren't we doing it Mm -hmm. you know and hopefully everyone feels the same way that you guys do so that's it now one thing that we were having a bit of a chat about off air is a big passion of yours Katie we were talking about the kind of radio that you guys listen to and you were saying the radio that you listen to is internet radio and a really specific one. Can you talk a bit about that? Um, well, I listen mostly to SBS Pop Asia because I'm really into Korean pop music. What is it that got you into Korean pop music? Well, originally, my friend from Vietnam showed me Korean dramas, which are just Korean TV shows that are in Korean with English subtitles, the ones that I watched. And... From there, I got into the music and I was just completely captivated by like this new world I had discovered. It's so far from Western pop music and it's so different 
and I just adore it. It's so different and interesting. What is it that is the thing that you like about it the most? What's the most different thing about Korean pop music to normal Western pop? It's very dynamic. Like, there's a lot to it. Um, that goes into making and producing albums and music videos. It's very much about every aspect. So they care about the appearance and the concept of the band and the way that they dance. Dancing's a really big part of it. And as a dancer myself, I really appreciate good dancing. <laughs> and like the music videos are really, really big deals um, with like massive like plots and a lot of money's invested mm. into them. I see quite a few of the videos, both the career Korean pop, K-pop and J- the Japanese pop versions. Mm. Um, whenever you're walking through, especially um, through like um, uh, Chinatown in the yeah, city they- on like a Friday or Saturday night and they've got all the video monitors playing. Yeah. And it, they do. It looks amazing. Like the yeah, actual videos that are played. look visually incredible. Look- yeah. Now, Sasha, Katie's introduced you to this stuff and you started to get into it as well. When did all this start to happen? A bit under a year ago. Um, Yeah, she just kind of got me to watch some of the videos with all the dancing and everything. She's got me onto like different artists and stuff. So specific artists, I tend to listen to them more. And who are the best ones? Who are the best artists? My favourite bands are BTS, Seventeen and Got7. These sound like their um, boy band, girl band concept. Yeah. Yeah, so my three favourite bands, they're all boy bands, but okay. I do love a good girl group. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to RHD 107.9 Life. James here with you. I'm here at Cabra Dominican College and now joined by Taya. Hey, Taya, how are you going? Good, thanks. How are you? And Emma, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Fantastic. <laughs> Great to have you both here. Now, you guys are both in a band called The Blands. Yeah, we are. They are a legendary band here. And Katie, Definitely. who was here before just a second ago, she's in the Blands as well, but I didn't, I forgot to to bring it up. Yeah, she is. She's our violinist. Mm, she didn't bring it up. Yeah, Maybe she's... you should be questioning her commitment right about now. Oh, we always question her <laughs> commitment. <laughs> to say that the Blands are really the only name band here um, at Cabra Emma would be, would be too much because there's a very, very distinct kind of, I won't say gang rivalry situation going <laughs> on here with certain bands, but there is definitely another band that is competing for the space that the Blands would seem to occupy. Uh, yes, definitely. There is another band, also Year 11, uh, Murder Nerves. We can say there is... It's a- not as nice a named band no, as your band. Not. One of the members of uh, this, uh, the senior Rock band Murder Nerves was actually part of the music programming team who programmed all the music for tonight. Oh, so to Tom them. and Henry and Henry, yeah, we're both also in is Henry band. in the band as well? Yes, he's the bass this player. Is, so I'm I'm basically endorsing this rivalry here. I, yeah. I'm like I'm I'm an instrument of peace here. Yeah. I'm getting everyone in to work on the same show. Going, see, you guys can work together. But, you guys can get along. But we're sorry. Winning. Did you want to say something? <laughs> <Taylor>? <laughs> Sorry. We're winning because we're speaking and they just had to do music. That's right. Who's the real winner here? (laughs) The Blands. Oh, look, I think we're all winners. We are all winners, Taya. I'm not having this non-inclusive language on my show. Actually, you know what? Neither of us won anything at St. Dom's Day. Music is a big part of all your lives, you guys. It's not just simply a matter of, of the band, of which you're very, very passionate and obviously is a big driving force, not only of your lives, but of the school itself. Musical theatre also plays a very big part in your life, particularly, Emma. Can you tell us a little bit about the big musical role that you're really hoping that you can take on next year? (laughs) Okay, well, next year... 
The musical is going to be The Little Mermaid and Taya and I are both very excited because it's year 12, it's our last year and I've done it before and it's a great time. It's good fun. You form bonds with people. Mm. It's lovely. It's great though that you're actually going into year 12 and still wanting to do that because so many yeah. people I know, like when I was in year 12, I just took on everything. I took on like, <laughs> I think in the in my last year, I think I did, um, I think uh, probably like two musicals and three plays, I think in the yeah. final year. And it was great. It, it was the best part of the of the year 12, you know. We're going to do table tennis for year 12 as well. What? Okay. Is that, a, is that a thing here? Competitively, yeah. We did it in year nine. We just need to get a team together. Okay. And a coach. Okay. And check that there is actually a... Um, a table? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got tables. <laughs> Don't you worry. Is there a... Um, when you a have... A fixture? No, you know how like... You Paddles? Have with other balls. schools. Yeah, with other schools. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like a... Yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. Fixture, like fixtures. Like actually, you know, there's a there's got to be a competition. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, structure. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a busy year for it the Blands, but, you know, yes. it'll be a good time. Um, Emma, dog spotting. What is Dobbs? Dogs. (laughs) Complete this sentence for me. Dog spotting? Means the world to me. (laughs) Talk us through it. What is this thing? Um, Dog spotting is not just a hobby, it's a way of life. Um, No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Sorry. I don't know if you are kidding. (laughs) She's not. Um, I would say it takes up a lot of my time. Um, But do I regret wasting that time? No. Um, okay, can you talk us through this as a Steven Spielberg style narrative? When did you first discover dog spotting and why did it speak to you? Okay. Okay, so a friend of mine and I used to always enjoy um, – actually, we still do. We often just sit at the park and um, look for dogs and then um, – Sometimes we go, oh, should we go dog spotting today? Because that's just the name it formed. Then I thought, hey, I wonder if this is a real thing. So then I searched dog spotting and I found a group of thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people (laughs) from all over the world. What, literally hundreds of thousands? 300,000. Hundreds of thousands of people (laughs) just like me who enjoy spotting dogs. What you do basically is take a photo of a dog you see and then although there's rules it can't you can't know the dog you can't know its name it can't be your own dog uh, it can't be a service dog and it can't be spotted in a place where you expect to see dogs like the vet or a dog park um people get very very intense about the rules okay yeah um but Do people get, like, if, if people take, like, a shot of a dog in a dog park, then a dog in a pet shop, can they be thrown out of the group? Oh. Does the admin, <laughs> is the admin putative in its actions? Oh, well, there's usually just some comments saying, um, oh, where was this taken? Or <laughs> read the rules, <laughs> something like that. But um, And did you say points were awarded? You said that before? Yes, yeah. you are awarded points and... Um, by other people in the group, they comment on it and they give you points for things that um, features the dog has. Because a lot of the dogs are very exciting, like very cute, not your average looking dogs. Like sometimes if you see a dog and it's not that great, then you think, oh, is it worth posting? Because <laughs> all dogs are great, but because there are some magnificent dogs, like 
that are just unique. You might post that in the group and you might get like hundreds of likes, which I have. Um, <laughs> and then you might, you might just... Okay, so let's just rewind for one second. <laughs> so w- what has been your... So let, let's talk about your greatest hit. Let's talk okay. about when you posted to Dog Spotting and like literally for that moment... You were just, you were member number one. Oh, well, I wouldn't say that. There are some people who get really good ones. My best one was probably the other day when I posted one who, um, it was a bulldog. No, what what kind of dog was it? Um, chubby face. Yeah, all the wrinkles. And then it had two big fangs out the front of its teeth right. when it smiled. And it was just adorable. And I think I got about 300 and something likes on that one. Whoa. But if you post a dog that's just kind of average looking, then you you only get about 10. And that's kind of disappointing. Okay, I don't know if I really approve of dogs <laughs> being judged on their looks like this. What do you think, Taya? Well. It's a bit shallow, don't you think? I think... I think the system is shallow, but I think <laughs> <laughs> But I think if you use it correctly, like I would be the kind of person who would scroll through it and like the ten liked dogs because I love dogs. Like I just love dogs. Okay. That's another thing. Your news feed gets you okay? full you of right? dogs. Okay. okay, good. Often if you're scrolling through your news feed all you see is dogs. I had that anyway before I joined, but just because of the amount of dog pages I I'm a part of yeah. wow. long doggers. Really like that's a good one. Lo- long doggers. Great long hounds. doggers. A lot, yeah. huh? Okay. What? Huh? It's just lots of okay. really long dogs, <laughs> like greyhounds. Greyhounds. <laughs> right. Okay. So there's obviously a huge amount of community here oh. around dog culture. Yeah, dog and cat culture on social media is huge. Right. Mm. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously, dog videos, cat videos, animal videos as such, that's a big thing for YouTube. But I don't even know where to go with this because I'm just so alien to this kind of (laughs) culture. What do you do? That's my dog. Look at it eat something. I'm taking it for a walk. To me, that's kind of the end of the narrative arc, you know? Nah. Dogs make us happy. Yeah. It's like it releases endorphins. It's like dogs. You know, we're almost at time. Um, but before we do go today, I just want to have a bit of a chat about something we were talking about off air. This thing, Taya, Cuppa Club. Yes. What is Cuppa Club? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Well, Cuppa Club is a club that one of our teachers started, and we go there and we drink tea and talk about know intellectually stimulating topics and yeah what would you class to be an intellectually stimulating thing and why did the who started it and why did they start it so our teacher miss jasper started it and she helped out with um this thing called the tournament of minds oh yes and yeah i think she like really liked the whole idea and like i don't really know what it is but you know like that whole like sort of theory sort of thing like it's quite it's not something you like would averagely do at school in class you know what I mean yeah it's more of an abstract sort of like thing and I think she really liked that so she started Cuppa Club to kind of invite students to discuss things like that because she knows that there are a lot of students who like to be engaged in those sorts of conversations but um don't necessarily always have the chance to in like your conventional classroom setting okay so yeah and then for the past two weeks we've been talking about creativity versus intelligence it's all really subjective but it's really um interesting and it's really nice to hear like ideas from everyone especially because everyone's invited to cup of club so anyone can go mm-hmm. and it's just a wide demographic of students okay and what what sort of a cuppa is available 
Well, got to touch on the big issues here. Yeah, this you're is talking the real about the big issues of creativity versus intelligence. What I want to know is, what do you drink? So there's a selection. You can have Milo. Oh, and there's a kettle. So there's a kettle. Okay. <laughs> and then you can have <laughs> English breakfast tea or green tea. Or and there's also a tin of Milo. And t- Milo, like you can have hot or cold. Like that's just so much variety. And there's also a choice between skim and full cream milk, which I appreciate because. <laughs> Like, it's hard to have someone just decide that for you. <laughs> and last, yesterday, because it's on Wednesdays at lunchtime. Um, there was food. There was food because there was some oh, leftovers nice. from a class party. So, we got some grapes, some cookies, Oreos. It was a good time. What I'm imagining here, because I know being here at Cabra, and, and when when you come in as a guest here, you go into the parlour, as it's referred to, which I love, <laughs> which is like, because the old building is so old. It's like 150 odd years old. Mm. And the parlour really does feel like you're walking into this kind of Elizabethan style. But I can just imagine these kind of bone china. What I'm imagining is this kind of steampunk <laughs> Bone China thing you guys are all around wearing brass goggles and sort of like long flowing kind of trench coats and crazy hats talking about the theory of relativity. Mm, um, that's pretty much what it is. Is that pretty much how it goes down at lunchtime? Yes. In the parlour. No, not really. Is, is it in the parlour or in no. a different room? <laughs> it's, it's in Aquinas the Theatre. It's just like this plain like room with no desks and stuff and we have plastic um, paper cups of tea with little plastic spoons. Okay. Maybe you could, like, I don't know, am I, am I coming, out, am I coming out with good ideas? Yeah. In the whole costume thing? Definitely. I say, so I've often been told that Cabra kind of looks like Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. So we change it to Harry Potter discussion and we dress up as Harry Potter characters and then we turn Cabra into Hogwarts. We are turning into Hogwarts next year. <gasps> we are. With our um, house system. It's all changing next year. Okay. Yeah. So sorting hats and yep. all that stuff. Yes. Yep. Pretty oh, good. Much. I'm going into Slytherin. Are you really? Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's all we've got time for. Thank you so much, Emma and Taya. Always great fun. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you. And a huge thanks too to Katie, Julia and Sasha as well, who were in earlier, as well as Tom and Henry, who programmed all the music for today. It's been a great show with so many wonderful people at Cabra. And of course, Mr. Vonderbook for organising it all as well and making it all happen. We are here with HD every Saturday night from 10, every Wednesday night from 9. Stay tuned to 107.9 Live for more of your music and if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast um, all of our previous shows are on there if you want to jump on uh, it's on iTunes and SoundCloud Uh, just look for ArchD Radio as well as Facebook and uh, Instagram it's just literally everywhere on every platform you can imagine and some you can't we will catch you again in a few days see ya bye thank you